You are now tuned into Reppin' Sessions Podcast. Exclusive interviews with White Oak Roughneck Legends. Follow on Instagram and Facebook. Reppin' the Roughnecks. Reppin' Sessions Podcast, Episode 3. We got a special one here, guys. 1970 team. Uh, I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves since we have five gentlemen here. Uh, We're going to start to the left of me. Okay, in high school, I was Ronnie Screws. Uh, since then, I've changed my last name. I'm Ron McOlan now. Um, won't go into that big story. Maybe, <laughs> maybe some later. <laughs> um, on the football team, I was uh, offensive guard and defensive tackle. Much better offensive guard than I was a defensive tackle. <laughs> and I was number 60. He was also first team all state. Yeah. First team Gotta all state. Gotta mention that. Not the only one here that was first team all state. Somebody else. Somebody else, state. yep. Mm-hmm. So, my name's Bobby Hawthorne. I was a defensive back and a wide receiver, and my number was 81. Uh, I'm Ronnie Perry, and I was a defensive you, end and you were all district. guard, and uh, my number was 64. I'm James Marcus Oliver. I was number 73, and I was offensive tackle and defensive tackle, but mainly offensive tackle. Uh, Dan Denton, uh, uh, offensive uh, tackle and defensive uh, linebacker, number 71. Middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. All state as well? Yep. Okay. Danny was all state. Remember when you told me I was your, your memory? Yeah, and he got a college scholarship. To yeah, he went to Tulsa. Tulsa. Okay. Had four years, but cashed it in after one year. <laughs> Injury? No. What happened? <laughs> uh, just loss of affection, I think. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, you know, been in this little town my whole life and just did not have the uh, allegiance to the new team. Uh, things being as different as they were. And uh, I've told others, might as well tell you, that's, I, I'm happy to have left the football at that point uh, just to protect my health uh, because mm-hmm. the, of the repetitive brain injuries. And I mean, at the time, I lamented it, and everyone said, well, you know, that's a shame giving away a four-way scholarship. But I think now, in retrospect, I, I can safely say it, it probably saved my life. I wouldn't be here. So, were you a 13-year roughneck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Everyone else 13 roughneck yep, as well? Yep, me. No? Wide Oak, my sophomore. Where were you originally from? I grew up in Longview, Pine Tree. Okay. Hemel Handicap put the spell on him and sent him on out here. <laughs> so, he got recruited. <laughs> no, no. Just kidding. Was my seventh grade science teacher. Well, I, I've talked about him in the last one mm-hmm. because they they didn't want, they wanted Mr. Handicap over at Miney to get the young young guys ready like I talked about Coach yeah. Johns and Coach uh, um, Crossland getting us ready. One thing I wanted to mention, I want to talk about Clay Coach a minute. I didn't get to talk about him in the last one. He played in 69 and he had an eligibility problem because he had moved and come back and mm-hmm. back when they were so strict on the yeah. eligibility and he was a great guy and, uh, and he stayed with us and mm-hmm. he took care of the phones and the clipboard and all that and he ended up being a, a sergeant of arms and keeping sports editors out of the dressing room <laughs> certain times. You're, you're old boss and I'll, yeah. I'll get to that in a little bit but you know uh, anybody remember the Hallsville scrimmage? Um, no. Which year you mean? When we were seniors. No. Remember we went over there and we started playing them and uh, Coach Bratton was hollering at me to get up off the ground and go block somebody else. About that time they brought the band in and it was just like we were playing them all over again. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we scored five or six touchdowns and they didn't score. They brought but the band out of scrimmage? They brought the band yeah. to their scrimmage. And then we get to West Rusk. Mm-hmm. What I remember about West Rusk is they let their grass be cut a little bit higher and we got hot and I remember some sports editor of the Gager wrote this story about an old toy and it falling off the shelf. I thought you want to tell us and we got down there 
Look at that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got it up. Up. <laughs> I, I talked about that. But okay. Tell us about that, Hawthorne. Well, I'll read you the list. Right here, right down here. It's, uh, have you ever opened a closet door and had a pile of old toys or clothes fall in your face? Things that you used to play with but no longer have any use for. That was the lead. So I, I mean, I did not, I, first of all, I didn't know anything about Wes right. Rusk. So I just thought that was kind of a cute lead. Well, next thing I know, we get over to West Rusk and they took that lead and they put it on a sheet of paper and posted it everywhere. So that was one of their, I don't think they needed that much motivation to want to beat us, but it didn't help any. And when the game was over and we did win, barely, um, Coach Griffin said to me, uh, we'll have no more of that. <laughs> and, and, and I no said, no more fodder for the enemy. Yeah, yeah. And I said, trust me, I, I'll, I'll be more careful. And uh, so, there. So the West Rusk game, y'all won uh, 22 to 19. Yeah. Y'all yeah. were West Rusk only regular season loss that year. Yeah, they had a great team. They did. They got beat. What, by I, remember, what, what I remember about West Rusk is how huge some of those guys were. I don't, know if anybody, I don't know if anybody else remembered that or not. But, I mean, we had some good-sized guys on our team, but we were mostly – I think we were more of a fast mm -hmm. team than a power team. But those guys, well, I remember those they guys had a were huge. Brown was his name. He was a big old two. He was about 300 when we had a ninth grade when we beat him. He was 280 when we played him then. Mm -hmm. Big old boy. Mm -hmm. So that was the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I think we all knew we were going to be good because we were 12 and one the season before, and we had Denton back, Barber back, Winford back, Joe Stevens. We had so much talent coming back. Yeah, Coker. And, and I and I think the fact that we had Griffin and Bratton and that coaching staff. Yeah. For me personally, they gave they gave me confidence that they gave me confidence that I could be better than what I thought I was. Uh, I, so talk, I think, I think that, that helped yeah. for the whole team. I talked about Sid last week yeah. uh, when, when I did mine in 63. He would come down here when we had that team that tied Hosel nothing to nothing. Mm -hmm. He would come down here every Sunday and he would study the film. Mm -hmm. and, and it didn't matter who, what team uh, Coach Marshall put up, you know, for the boys to mm -hmm. look at. If, if he was off, he was down there studying it. And, and something clicked when he got here, you know, in my mind. Well, he was studying way back when mm -hmm. to do this today. Well, so he, had, he had coached with John Griffin, Coach Griffin. It held his head up. But, I mean, this was even before he had yeah. met Coach Griffin. And so and they had good teams, good teams of good yeah. success down there. So I'm, I'll just throw this in. Coach Bratton, and in school, he was Coach Bratton, but he was also my brother-in-law. I don't know if everybody remembers that or not. Mm -hmm. But at home, I called him Sid. But when he moved up here and became coach, we had a family sit-down meeting, and he looked at me like like you guys know he can look at you, and he said, "You will never call me Sid at school. I will be <laughs> Coach Bratton. You want to call me Sid here at home at the house when his family? You can do that, but never call me." And the second thing he told me and my sister was that. When you're in my class, you better work harder than anybody else because I'm not going to have anybody accuse me of showing favoritism to my family. You're going to have to work harder to get the same grade that everybody else is getting. And my sister, Sherry, initially took that very seriously, and I didn't, and I paid for it. So <laughs> I learned real fast not, not to mess around. Remember the pacifier oh, that Coach Brown had? Yeah. It wore it around. Have you talked about that? It wore no. it around his neck. And mm -hmm. If he thought you were being week or, or you were dogging it, he'd get that pass fired. And, and he called it brother-in-law. Yeah, he yeah. called it brother-in-law. So, you know, he was, you, they were all demanding coaches. Before he died, he said, you know, if I was out there now and showed this, I'd get sued. Mm -hmm. And we all laughed. Well, the other thing is, but, they, but after that West Rush game, they said, you boys are not in shape. They ran us to death that next Monday and Tuesday. And when we played White House that Friday night, we were in shape. And, and it, it was hot again, but we did, it didn't bother us. So White House, y'all won 36 to nothing. Yeah. So they weren't much of a competition, huh? So, Mr. Denton, tell me some stories about your linebacker days. You were the quiet one over here. What, uh, what do you remember most from being the All-State linebacker in your time? Well, uh, 
you uh, were tasked with stopping the opposing team's offense, and that was mission number one. Uh, it uh, wasn't uh, anything that you know people write write, write literature about. It was basically just uh, smashing skulls together, and. That, like I say, is the, the downfall of a lot of football players is the repetitive injury they receive that, uh, you know, impact them negatively later on in life. Danny, well, since he won't speak for himself, I'll speak for him. <coughs> Middle linebacker is a key position in a defense, as you probably know. So uh, I think he was – I think he was a bigger impact than what he'd let on to him, maybe being a little humble. but. Um, it seems like I also remember Danny, and you can tell me if this is true, if my memory is wrong, because you know, after all these years, who knows what what's real and what's not. It seemed like I remember you having a bit of a temper on the field at times too. <laughs> well, uh, and that sometimes that time, time was good, and sometimes it fired us up, and sometimes it wasn't quite the, so good. The general mindset was, you know, destroy the enemy, you know, mm -hmm. by all uh, available means. Yep. And. So I felt that, you know, hatred and anger were, were part of that mindset. You know, the, the enemy was, you know, the, a force to be uh, put down. And so I guess that's linebacker's main job. Let, let's roll on the Spring Hill because um, I stated last week that uh, the band was having a big feud with Spring Hill. You know, who had the best band in Spring Hill, hired this guy to come out and and, um, and um, judge him. So Spring Hill comes out and they played the, the Aggie War hymn. And Mr. Hanson didn't play our, our fight song. He played the Eyes of Texas when we went out on the field. But he did. And, I, I, and then when we ran out on the field, I said, well, this band business is serious. And anyway, <laughs> when they judged it the uh, white old band won but uh um i know that was uh we were all the first first three or four plays like there was a bunch of fumbling back and forth we were all kind of nervous I mean, we settled down and pretty much we won the game and uh we got our point across our middle linebacker got our point across for us close to in the third quarter beginning of the fourth quarter you remember? You remember that that, that fist you put in butter three gills stomach? I do remember, you know, adding insult to injury to somebody. We were ahead 28 to nothing at the time. I, I was ready to go sit on the sideline and rest a while, I guess. <laughs> they were ejected out of the game right? for that? I think so. They what? I got thrown out for that. Dude. Yes, you did. <laughs> they, they were sort of our natural rivals because we would – we would go to the Top Burger, and they would go to was it the Dairy Queen back uh -huh. then? And we sort of yelled obscenities at each other back and forth across. I mean, we didn't need that particular thing to be rivals, but that it, it was a, it was a perfect rivalry. Well, yeah. since Hallsville was no longer our main hate object, yeah, when Hallsville kind of took their place, right. but they're just out wide open back yeah. door over there. They were they were too close. Yeah. So the hate was real then with Spring Hill, even back then, because I know today, I mean, it's. You see the kill the hill sign, the saying, but it's I guess it's not as hardcore as it was back then, huh? I, I don't think it is. Yeah, I've started a new merch line you called know, Kill could, the Hill. I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll be doing uh, shirts and everything for when we play White Oak or Spring Hill. I kind of got upset, you know, because COVID destroyed the ball game, and I felt like we had. We would have definitely we, won. We would have won the yeah. ball game. Absolutely. This year, I don't know because I. I don't know what kind of quarterback they've got or anything, but then the next Saturday night we had uh, Art. We played well, on Saturday before, night. At before, before we leave Spring Hill, there's one other small, small story, and this is just one of those weird things. Um, many years after high school, probably around 1990, um, I was working for a company in Denver, Colorado, and a new guy came in to to, to work, hired on. And he's going. To, everybody's going to introduce themselves to him, and I. He asked me where I was from, and I said, oh, it's just like I always did. Oh, it's a small town in Texas. You never heard of us. And he goes, well, try me. I might know about it. No, you never heard of it. Small town in East Texas. And he goes, I might have heard of it. And I said, well, I went to White Oak. And then he got this look on his face, and he goes, 
I went to Spring Hill. And he said, what year did you graduate? I said, 71. What year did you graduate? He said, 71. He said, we hated you guys. We hated you guys with a passion. It wasn't just, just me. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't one-sided. It was, we actually were able to get along and work together, but it was a weird coincidence still, in Denver, Colorado. They still years. think that I have people that tell my sons and stuff that they still think that we were quite a recruited athlete. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that. If that was true, they could have done a lot better than getting me. And, I, and, <laughs> and they, were, they were talking about, you know, like Bar, Barber, you know, and I said, my Barber lived there, his daddy was a local painter, you know, I said, it, you know. We was, was Barber white like, kindergarten through 12th as well? Eight generations. Yeah. He got accused of being recruited? Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. his older Stupid. brother played in 1963 on it. With him, and then he had another brother that played in '68. Uh, Ronnie Barber played defensive end. He was real good. And, uh, I, I tell you just a good story. Uh, White Oak got the first Grass Tex track in all of East Texas. Oh, and our coach Tommy Atkins, that everybody, everybody, I think nearly everybody liked him. He was on the coaching team. And he was strict and stern, but everybody liked him. And he he got he got mad. He started. Slobbered, you know, and he'd shake people and stuff. But everybody time. respected him, you know. He was a real good Absolutely. coach. Well, anyway, he was in charge of the whole football field, the grass, the track, and he was the best track coach in East Texas. I think they won track for 20 years in a row, you know, the district meet. But anyway, he, he, uh, Buddy Coker, this guy that was in our class, was running out for a pass, and he ran way out of bounds. Yeah, I don't know if he ended up catching the ball or not, but he landed on that fret. They just poured it. Yeah, just poured. And he skidded across it, you know, on his back, you know, and just tore it all up. And Coach Atkins was like, had a fit, you know. He, it was yeah. like, this was a million dollar track. <laughs> we had the only one, you know. Uh, <laughs> we were in the eighth grade. Art was undefeated. We were undefeated. Mm -hmm. and we beat them 36 to 18. I think you should check on there and see. 36, yep. And that was y'all's homecoming game? Homecoming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh. We, uh, when we thought we had them put away, they came back right before the half. And it, I think it was close. And then in the second half, we went on, put them away pretty much. Went on and. Do you have a story about homecoming? You had that little look on. You made a little expression. Uh, not, not about homecoming, but about ARP. They had they had a real good team. Uh -huh. they, they, they would have went to state every year if it hadn't been for us. In they three had years, a, they were twenty-seven and three. Right. And the three were against us. Yeah. Wow. They so had they, they had a quarterback it. that was equal to Barber. Uh, Byron, Byron Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. And yeah. then they had a running back named L.H. Garner. Garner. Fast. And, uh, fast. Yeah. On the on the. Film, he he hit me. I was defensive end. He ran through there and he hit me. He just knocked me back. And there wasn't too many people. I was a low center grabbing. wasn't too many people that I got past me. But he just ran over me. L. H. Gardner and I. I had talked to. He's passed away now. I talked to Byron Franklin there once in a while, and uh, he said, "Man, L. H. Was, you know, he was everything. At, you know, he run right." Over. Seems like I I remember watching game films after that, and and there was. Who knows what play it was? Where Gardner, the fast running back, mm -hmm. he, he was going like that, and there were two or three of, of us Rucknuff next, so probably wasn't one of them, that was trying to catch him, and he just outran him, and the coach was giving this lesson on angle of pursuit. Yeah, and he that, would run out. He's in that film thing, because, you know, he said, You guys ran for him here, and he was here by the time you got there. And, uh, and I, got, I got a little story. When it's in seventh grade, I remember this, and probably nobody else remembers it. I think it's seventh grade. We played Lindale. In seventh grade, we, you know, if you look at the old pictures, we didn't know how to put our pads on or jockey strap. <laughs> you know, we didn't know nothing about it. You know, it's kind of odd, new, and it's like maybe the first or second game. And Lindell uh, was a small school then. You know, they're big now, but they were probably about the size we were, I guess. But anyway, we played, and they had this big old quarterback named Joe Don Terry, redheaded guy. And I remember we, I don't know who it was, me and somebody, we tackled him back there in the backfield. And we both got up and we said, did you see that guy had hair on his uh, legs that long? You know? <laughs> the rest of us, you know, he had hair and had to look like he had a beard, you know, or something, you know. That guy looked like a grown man. Grown man. You yeah. know, he's big, seven, too. Seven, seven, I remember that, you know, it's just like it was yesterday when, God, 
Lee, this guy's huge. Also, the art game is the last art story. Uh, I've been far away and lived different places. I have not connect, stayed connected with what I thought some of these guys had, so I don't remember a lot of stuff that some of these guys do, but that was the one game I was playing defensive tackle and I was rushing the quarterback and we had him backed up close to, close to the goal line. And he was panicking because we, we were about to get him and he threw the pass right at me. And being the defensive and offensive line person, I'm not supposed to catch a pass. So it came right at me and I just knocked it down, you know, make sure it was an incomplete pass. And I knocked it down, I looked down, I'm on the one yard line. All I do is yeah. catch it, take fall forward, have. and I would have had a defensive touchdown. Only chance I've ever had in my whole career of doing that. Boy, the coach, coach Bratton got on to me. He pulled me out of the game and, and rimmed me up one side down the other. He says, what did you do batting that thing down? Oh, gosh. That was the closest thing I ever came to something like that. And I, just, I, I just blew it. That was the art game. Was, I remember, and it's not nothing to do with some of this, but we were up there on top field practicing. And I think we were probably sophomores. We had this guy named Sam Hunt that played pro ball and was hitting that seven-man sled and spinning and hitting it again. And he – he he was Sam was doing it and everybody was doing it and Sam did a couple of them and then he spun and he missed the pads and hit the crossbar and cracked his helmet and knocked him out. Mm, mm. And he wore a big old high top shoes like Johnny Unitas. I remember that, you know, and he used to kick off for the he'd kick it in the end zone. Any other stories about ARP or Spring Hill? Mr. Denton, you want to talk about the guy you hit? Who was he? Did you have like a rival before the game, or he just kind of got to you in the, in the middle of the action, or what? The, the shared ill will, uh, extreme prejudice there that uh, became uh, impossible for me to contain at the moment, and uh, just a little icing on his cake, so to speak. We had heard a hundred times, you can't do us any good when you're over on the bench. You heard that, because mm -hmm. I heard it. We all heard it. Let me Don't get kicked out. He was a great. Yeah. He was only 5'6", maybe, 5'7". He was yeah. not tall. Stevens? Yeah, mm -hmm. right. fantastic running back. Fast. And then you had Winford, Fast. who was, was a slasher. He was like Gale Sayers, you know. He, mm -hmm. could, he could get outside, he could go up the middle. I mean, we had... Weaver was two of the three best yeah. running backs in these He could run over, run over people, play. or he could run around them. Yeah, yeah. Weaver played running back, and he also played wide receiver some too. Yeah. Didn't you say he got hurt his senior year? Yeah, he yeah. was hurt there for a while. Mm -hmm. He, he yeah. might, missed an ankle up or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, you know. he kept playing. It, it was he kept playing. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, he was after, he was it, 100 percent anymore. But yeah. it was after the art game. Yeah. I, this group up. here, our teams, we won. Like everything in seventh grade, everything in eighth grade, everything in ninth grade. I mean, we didn't. We I don't think we lost. We had we had that one in the quarterfinals where we uh, lost on penetrations, but I don't think we lost about mm -hmm. one or two games. Our whole everything's been in school. Mm -hmm. And I remember we was down at Rusk, and uh, it was we was on the eighth grade team, and the ninth grade team had a guy named Jim Goss, and he was a good, good. Uh, mm -hmm. Fullback, uh -huh. and he run over him. It seemed like he got hurt or something happened. And the other Rusk was, they were pretty good, and they were hollering, you know, and they were, they were, uh, thought they were going to beat us when they put him out. And so on the eighth grade team, we had already played or something, and uh, so coach put Joe and Winford in there, <laughs> and we scored like five times in a row. <laughs> on them. Our guy put our guys in there, you know. So the next game, New Diana, y'all blew them out, fifty yeah. to fourteen. I remember anything much about that that game? I remember that the end zone they they left the water on or something because it was flush. <laughs> that anybody remember that? Well, I, I I was in the end zone once and and, and I fell and just it was just like a big splash. <laughs> and we didn't know if they did it on purpose or what, but I, I do remember that. But it, we blew them out what, pretty. What year did we play Queen City? Oh, I don't gosh. think that was our senior year. That, that was, was our junior year. Because I, I remember yeah. playing them in their field. Uh, like well, Carroll had. Yeah. had uh, it seemed like it had. Uh, the sewer line broke. Now I had grass burrs in it and <laughs> pine cones, and I mean it was terrible. I always used to, I always used to joke. It wasn't true, but I always used to joke that Queen City was the one that when we showed up to play football, they ran the cows off the field to win <laughs> so we could play football. Probably had the grass burrs and stuff. 
It was bad. So Troop 32 to nothing. They didn't really weren't much of a competition after Diana. And then Sabine 60 to 14. Y'all remember much about Sabine, the Sabine? Sabine oh, yeah. never had. They seemed like we played America. You know, all our mm-hmm. all the years was in junior high and everything. We always now they had a pretty good basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Football they never had. I remember the cheerleaders from Sabine. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I, I got caught over there got, on the side we talking to them. Flirting with them or they yeah. were flirting with us, but they were really yeah, I, cute. Uh, they definitely were. Yeah. So I remember that. Was was didn't am, am I dreaming this? Didn't when we were seniors and we played the games here at home, then if we got we got way ahead, they would take us out, and then we would go back out in our street clothes the second half and sit on the bench. Am I dreaming? <laughs> I that? don't ever remember no, getting my street clothes. I don't ever do it. You don't ever I remember, remember doing pull, that? I remember being pulled remember out that. and letting letting the the extras play when we got far ahead. I just seem I don't like, remember I just seem changing like clothes, changing yeah. clothes, and getting out. I can't oh, imagine I, we had enough people to cover for us because you know we didn't yeah. have that many people on the team to start with. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm, I'm my mind is, you know, kind of screwed up. I have one memory of trip. It, it was a home game. My, yeah, and, I know what um, you're talking about. I talked Coker and I don't know who else, and we taped our shoes white, like Joe Namath. And, uh, yeah. and Coach Griffin led it. And he said, uh, I'm going to let you do this, but if, uh, if, it, if it distracts or does anything, then it's coming off. Well, at halftime it came off. Which is Billy White Shoes Johnson. Where no, yeah. But this is before but it, Joe Namath was the guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we all thought we'd be real cool by just taking some athletic tape and taping our shoes all white. And that would make us look like, you know, superstars, which some of them were. <laughs> but at halftime he said, um, that's enough of that tape. So we took that off. The, the, the respect for your fashion statement diminished after a half. <laughs> yeah, I remember exactly. We had uh, the troop had this six five and I don't know two sixty five defensive tackle named Tony Vasque or something. The the boxing family over there around troop, and sometimes he was on this side and sometimes he was on that side. And I said, Lord, let him be over with Danny. They're about the same size. And sure enough, that night Danny got him. I didn't get him. I got the other guy. So I remember that. And then Union Grove, I remember it rained that night. 64 to nothing. Y'all gave it to him good, that one, huh? Yeah. 600 total yards. I remember remember that their coach said that everybody put their pants on the same way. Griffin came out and said something about that in the pep rally. And then, then it was uh, no more barbecue beef sandwiches. It was chicken fried steak the rest of the way. <laughs> Miles Pruitt made an announcement to me. I overheard Mr. Matney talking to Coach Atkinson. Now, y'all play Timpson down there at uh, Anderson. Um, I could warm the barbecue beef sandwiches up. We can all come back to White Oak and, and, and eat them at White Oak. And Miles looked at me and says, says, barbecue beef, hell, win the playoffs. We eat chicken fried steak. And I just roared laughing when Miles said that. We were called, they had a, I don't know where it came from, if it was White Oak that came up with it. I thought, my memory says it was a Longview newspaper that was covering our game. They, it called us the Maroon Machine. Because yeah. we, we had the maroon tops and maroon pants, yeah. and we were so efficient, yeah. I guess. They called us a maroon, yeah, Joe, maroon Joe machine. Joe Stevens and Winford Whirlaway Well, And I have no idea where that maroon machine came from. Bobby, you could have invented it for I'm sure it was Bobby? Dan Thomas. Okay, yeah. I didn't work for him then. Yeah, he, he wasn't working for him then. No, we'll get into that in before. a minute. But uh, we go on to the by district, and Coach Griffin tells us how tough Timpson's going to be. And we get down there, and on the kickoff, Danny knocks out one of their best players. And then all they had left was... He had it coming. <laughs> I mean, he put his first out. play of the game. How did they have it coming already, Danny? And, uh, Just because he existed, huh? So, uh, <laughs> so, we're in there, and I think we're already ahead seven to nothing, and Coach Griffin tells me, says, I want you to go in there, and Tell Mike to run 23 veer, and which that was an option play, 
and tell him to make sure he uh, hands the ball off. Well, I told him and they called a snap count. About that time, the linebacker, his name was Boucher or, or Bouchelle or something like that, he blitzes and I hit him right in the hole. And we uh, both landed on the ground and he gave me the best cussing I'd had in a long time. And, and I said, hey, he, he said, get off me. And then he called me a name. And um, I said, well, it's too late now. He's way down there. And I think they tackled Barbara on the three-yard line. And then we scored. And, and then at the half, we get in there. We're ahead 39 to nothing. Coach Griffin says, I just apologize to y'all. I was so wrong. I was so wrong about them. Now, I don't like to tell y'all a story. I really thought they were going to be tough. And uh, when Denton knocked that boy out, that that he was their best player, him and another one. Who who was that? What team? Tim. 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 You know they they lost it right there at the first at the beginning of the year, of the of the game when Danny knocked him out. And then uh, he was old, done for the whole game. Yeah, he was done. And then that old boy that I make sure that old boy <laughs> that, that that blitz that I knocked down. He was supposed to be the second best player, and he was mad. And then we just, after that, we rolled on. Mm. Okay. Anybody else have a Timpson story? And Joe Stevens got us, a, uh, got us a police escort to the restaurant to eat that night. And I will forget that. Joe Stevens got it for yeah. us? Yeah, he knew this cop. Oh. And, and he said, would you give us an escort? And we got a police escort to the restaurant. I remember all the little things. You know, I had forgotten <laughs> earlier when you talked about Matt and the barbecue sandwiches. Yeah. It suddenly goes back to Man, we had a lot of barbecue sandwiches. But you're right. After a while, it was no longer barbecue sandwiches. Yeah. It was chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak. Well, when when I remember, uh, I remember we ate we really played good. we played Sabine over there, and we came back and got him. When we played New Diana, he had them down here too, and that was the two. And we had eaten at the Streamliner when we played. West Rush. That's amazing and, that you can remember those kind and, of details. And, well, I, I hey y'all, that was my job for 34 years. <laughs> To remember, yeah. I, I can remember, and then we ate somewhere in Tyler when we played White House. Okay, anybody else got anything on tips? If you ask Winford, his name was Winford William Wilbur W W W. Wine, women, and Winford. Oh, that's so he was he the was ladies' man of that's the what hockey team yeah. back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they would go to Gladewater every ever ever Friday every Saturday night, and those boys. And Gladewater hated to see him coming because Gladewater that year was 09 and 1. I mean, that was the year after they had a real good season and then they went up. And uh, old Winford and Joe and Miles gave them fits over there in Gladewater. And uh, every week when they went over there, they were laughing. We'd hear the Gladewater score and they'd get to laughing and talking about what they were going to tell them on Saturday night over there. You know, we had three three guys who didn't play their senior years. Billy Mitchell, remember yeah. him? Mm -hmm. He would have been. He was yeah. big, tough, mean. Mm -hmm. Dennis Smith, remember him? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. He he was a great athlete. They played junior year, but didn't play senior year. Yeah. And by um, choice, or they moved back. And well, actually, Gary, actually, Billy Gary, Mitchell, he. He quit like a sophomore. Yeah, quit yeah. yeah. Sophomore. He had a lot of bad. And Gary Klein, well, he quit school. He moved off too. Yeah, so Gary he, Klein moved yeah. out. So to those were three guys in here. And another guy that would have been good in our classes passed away was Randy Owens. He would have been oh, a good. Yeah. He would have been would. a great football player. He was tough on the playground when he was growing up. He yeah, was he a was tough. He was a stud. I remember a time, <clears throat> senior year, on a weekend, we're out there. I don't know how we hooked up. Randy Owens and I were out in the parking lot. You know, they had the yard mar line marker on the parking yeah, lot the by the band. football field, yeah, mostly for the band, I think. Yeah. We were out there and we were playing that punt game where you try to back each other up. Randy Owens, when he had punt that ball, yeah, yeah. I mean, I never got him. You were a punter, weren't you, Danny? Mm -hmm. yeah, Danny was a punter. So I was, yeah. you know, we're going to get to that. I always gave it everything I got to, to try to back him up at every time. Oh, yeah. Randy was, he was a hero. I think everybody in our class was either on a football team, in the band, a usherette, mm -hmm. or something. Nobody yeah. had not maybe one or two people, and that was it. You know, everybody did something. 
Gary Walker yeah. was our our uh, manager. No, photographer. Photographer, yes. Senior year, he he had a deal with Brookshire's. He worked uh, uh, late on Saturday night where he could get off on Friday night, especially when we had home games because he was the best photographer. That, that and you know in that class it was doing that. And he came out and, and our uh, who was our manager? Was it Jimmy Williams? Jimmy Williams. I don't know if and he Dwayne was Tuttle? A, Dwayne Tuttle, our senior Dwayne? year. You're right, Dwayne. I, th Jim, I think Jimmy was there. G our Jimmy year. was in there a sophomore year, and I don't know if Jimmy went. Play, I think Jimmy went on back to the band. After. Coach Bratt, in 69, I'll just preface this, about two weeks, two or three weeks before we played Paul Pewitt, he says, uh, we got to do something. This is a Charlie Owen story. He says, we got to do something about our goal line defense. We got to put some people in here. So he gets Ricky Woods and Lewis, and then I think Clay on part of it, you know, put them in there. And we didn't know at that time that's what won the Paul Pewitt ball game. So that year, it came down to 19 to 14 with. Two, I think it was two seconds left, or eight seconds left. They had one play left, and they went right at Lewis. And Lewis, uh, Lewis Bickett was my cousin. He was 72 then. And he made the tackle, and I think Woods was there, and I think Clay. They, they all just collapsed. And Jimmy uh, Paul, Paul Pewitt didn't score. They thought they scored. So they had revenge on their mind. But anyway, so, you know, we're going to meet him where we met him before. We're going to, to Marshall. Mm -hmm. and, uh, same location. Same location. And, you know, I'm scared. I, I tell you, I, you know, you talk about emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my emotions were there because I was always the one that had the revenge on my mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any revenge. I had, I hope we play good tonight. I hope we go out there and make a good show. And we can't let these fellas beat us. And, and uh, me and me and Danny, I remember at the end of the ball game, we were both just about we were crying on the sideline because it it had just really gotten so emotional because they thought they were going to win. But I remember the emotion attached to that yeah. game because as as what I remember is confident as we were, we started we believed in ourselves. I don't know what it was. That game that week seemed like a it was very difficult week. We knew the history. We, we knew yeah. what had happened last year. Yeah. And here we were, same people as last year in the playoffs, same location, yeah. and they're going to be mad as hell. And yeah. Coach Griffin showed the very last part of that, that ball game, and he says, see boys, the referees run along there and chalk dust is flying up. See, they didn't score. And of course, they swore up and down that they did. He, he showed that to us again before we were gonna play him the next year. So the, I, the goal line stand, he showed y'all that? Yeah, he showed us that uh, on a Tuesday or Wednesday before we played Paul Pitt. Right in the first of the game, we're rolling. Barber hits Hawthorne down to the three yard line. Coach Griffin says, go in there and run 35 gap. I went in there and hit that boy and knocked him all the way to the center and Winford walked in standing up. But Hawthorne got, us, got the ball down there for us. Anybody else would have scored. <laughs> How many Bobby. touchdowns did you from Barber that year? One or two. I had maybe 13 catches, 17 catches, something like that. Well, that was one of your know. best, I, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that I was think. it. She got yeah. us down there. But, and then, and then um, we, uh, we were rolling along there pretty good, and we had a lead built up. I think it was 22 to 7, and then they, they – uh, Made a big long drive. I can't remember. If, I think it might have been in the third quarter, and they went for two. Uh, and it, at that time, you know, it was uh, 22 to 13, and it would have been 22 to 15. I think Buddy Coker. I think Buddy scored on a long pass. Yeah. In, in that game, did he? Yeah. Okay. Is that the game we talked about, Miles being yeah. key? You know what? Key thing. So anyway, we we beat them thirty-four to thirteen. Danny, Danny picked off a pass. What the, what the yearbook says mm -hmm. in that game. Did y'all have any 
players from the past while you're in high school that y'all like looked up to? Well, Sam Hunt was when we were sophomores. Sam Hunt was a senior. Yeah. He he was he made a big impression on me. Don Heron too. Don Heron. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, and Tim Davis was a great uh -huh. receiver, yep. high school receiver. And 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 Jim Goss was a Jim Goss. Was Jim a, Goss was yeah. awesome. He does amazing. He does run over you, then run out of bounds. <laughs> and a name that not many people remember probably, uh, the year where we were junior, the guy that played that I, that I played guard started. I backed I backed him up my junior year was Billy Silvertooth. Sure. Uh, Huh? Chuck. Chuck Silvertooth. Billy was the same. Yeah, the Billy was the older. Chuck Silvertooth. Chuck yeah. made all, made all stay his senior year in that position. And then I came back next. I was backing him up that year. I didn't even start as a junior. I started as a senior and backed him because I was backing him up before, and I made all state in that same position. So I got to say, he must have taught me a few things. Uh, he, in practice, he, they kept calling some play that would send me across the middle of the field, and he would just over and over. Man, we're on the same team. We're about, I'm about Chuck, to be in the hospital. Chuck I mean, he team. just demolished me. Three plays in a row. So, he was tough. Anything else? We had Barbara Seal, and that was, uh, I think, maybe our best half. Best half. We went in the first half, we were nothing. And we came out in the second half, and I think we outscored him 30 to seven or something like that. What was the final score? 36 to 26. Yeah, but they were up 17 7 or something like that. Yeah, at four, so. 14 to 6. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And Robert Hill so. was the one that had beaten us the year before. No, no, no. no. That was, okay. no, no. That, was, that was Mark. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Athens during mm -hmm. the, the typhoon. Yeah, yeah that was. But, um, but um, that was a quarterfinal game that, that we yeah. lost the year yeah. before. This is the quarterfinal yeah. game plan. Yeah, yeah, we played at Deer Park, and it was in a, one of the first stadiums that I saw that it was built into the ground. Everything else, you know, we, mm. they put the stadiums up, but this one was was in a bowl, basically. Mm. And it, we, we were all kind of... In kickoff return, when they scored to make it seven to nothing, we had a return left on. Joe gets the ball, and he whizzes over to the right. He doesn't, you know, he sees an opening. And so I saw it, and I cut across the field, and I got real close to and I looked up and there's Clay Coots going, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> at, at, at Joe and Joe scores and it's seven to six and then they scored again right before the half and they tried an onside kick and they kicked it right to me and I, and I mean I could have picked it up and ran with it and I said we've had a lot of bad luck in the first half, I'm going to fall on this thing and I did and uh, you know you know, and I think we just ran it out, and then we went on into the half. First thing happened after everybody went to the restroom and got them something to drink. Again, Coach Bratton did Ronnie, Ronnie, Danny, James Marcus, Don, all y'all come over here. He says, fellas, you know how many total life, yards total offense we have this half? No, sir. We've got 20. And you know how many first downs we've got? No, sir. Two. And one of them was because it was a penalty against them. He just raves for about two or three minutes. And, you know, in other words, that's all he had to say. We got the picture. Mm -hmm. And then Coach Griffin got up, and he says, okay, fellas, it's up to y'all. Mm -hmm. You can get your head out of your rear ends and go out there and play ball. Uh, he, he actually said this, or you can just fold it up, whatever you want to do. And we went out there. I, when we came in, I never will forget, Don and Edward was in front of me. And just like that, Tommy Atkins goes, whoop, whoop, hits them both on the shoulder pads. Get your hands up, get your hands up. And, and I don't know who else was back there with me, seniors, I think. We just started easing our heads up where Coach Atkins wouldn't see us. We went on in. And then, like I say, we came back out and turned it around. Yeah, turned it around, and they didn't know. I mean, it it was, it was, you know, fabulous. They were all long touchdown runs, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. second half, mm -hmm. or, or all long or passes. I know Mike ran a ninety-six yard touchdown, and Winford, they said he he uh, 
clipped, but I don't think he did. I think he had his head on the right side. But we got that call back, or it would have been 42 to 20. So, you know. Anybody else have anything about the ball game? I'm going to say. Is this uh, – which game is this? Oh, oh, I got one more Barbers story. Hill. I got Barbers one Barbers more Hill. story. Barbers Hill got a roughing, roughing, the, uh, roughing the punter penalty. Because Edward was hurt that week, I played well, – I was one of the backs, me and Squeaky and Don – no, Don was snapping. I don't know who else, but we were back there in front of Danny. And so, you know, they came in there and we blocked. And one of them got to Danny and, and he kicked it and then they roughed him. And so Danny looks up and the ball's down there and they've tackled him. Danny gets the flag and just starts waving it around. And then the more he waved, the more our crowd. Do you remember that, Danny? No, he But it happened. In the heat of the moment. He, he starts waving that flag, red flag. is red back then. And uh, referee says, you need to put that back down. Because so, that's where I marked uh, uh, where they roughed you. Where I do, uh, assess the penalty. Of course he did. But anyway, that's my Danny Denton story. Now, is that, is that the game Edward got hurt or was it the game before? He got hurt at Paul Pitt, but he didn't play. Now, he played at uh, Flutterville. Then uh, our bus broke down and, and we didn't, you know, they had to go to Houston and get another bus. I sent for a bus to uh, bring us from uh, Deer Park to Baytown where we were going to eat. And uh, we were in the band bus, uh, the uh, twirling bus. The next game is one that I felt felt like we could have spent this whole time talking about this one game. Yeah, Flugerville. That that ate my lunch. That tore me up losing that game. I just knew we were going to make it to the state final. I knew we could take them on, and and we would play Mart. I think it was Mart. Now Sonora. Sonora. Sonora won, Sonora won state that year. Yeah. Of course, Winford was was at 80% or whatever he was right. at the time for that game, and Edward was out. I thought Edward was no, out Edward, that game. Edward played that game, I think. I know that I played defense in that game, and I would only reason I would have been in on defense if Edward was out. Edward, I think Edward centered, just centered that game. Maybe. Oh. I don't, I don't he, know. I don't think he played defense on that game. Well, no, I don't think he went both both ways on it. No, because I, I, I was in. He, he, he got hurt at the end of the Paul Pitt game, and he didn't play at all against uh, Barbers mm -hmm. Hill because Don played, went both ways that mm -hmm. night, I know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that was, I remember. That was a tough game. That I remember, now, and hopefully, Danny, you can remember this. Or James Marcus could probably remember. Don't count on it. He meant James knows everything. <laughs> Think towards the end of the season that the coaches designed some special offensive plays where normally you, Danny, and I were on opposite sides of the line. And they designed some special plays where Danny and I would run up guard and tackle right next to each other on the same side, either one over, and then they'd run right behind us. And it seemed like we did that in the Flukerville game quite frequently. And they, when they saw that, they knew it was coming. Yeah. But they still never could completely stop it. We still would grind out first downs. Um, but that was that was a heartbreak. I remember we got the ball and we drove down to the two yard line. We had fourth and two. We got a motion penalty and fourth and seven. And I know what Bobby Hawthorne told me about five or six years ago. He said he had been running this pass pattern from a wide formation and Coach Griffin called it in tight. Yeah. And I can't believe you remember that. I remember good and bad, but anyway, yeah. that's just I remember you told me yeah. that you wish you had been out. Yeah. Well that was a tough game. You know, we had turnovers the worst time mm -hmm. and and they got lucky on a run. That guy he was First team all state too. His last name was Street, and he was also state hundred meter champion. And uh, so, the, the I guess in a way the good news was is they next week Flutterville got demolished by Sonora. Mm -hmm. uh, Sonora had they were back to back to back state champions I think. And a kid named yeah. Ed Lee Renfro yeah. went to Texas Tech, and they beat him forty five to seven. Forty five to six or something. Um, 
But the only, I don't think it would have beat us that bad. I don't think, we talked about that. There's no way the crowd would have beat us that bad. Yeah. If they, but I heard all the old timers say, y'all better be glad y'all didn't win that ball game against Flurgersville because y'all wouldn't have stood a chance against Sonora. I don't think. I, I believe even, we would Even if we, we lost we had a, the final game, it would have yeah. been a victory just to have gotten yeah. there after three years yeah. of getting into the playoffs yeah. but not quite getting That's to right. the final game. I mean, you know, that that was what was. But, and I'm that would give him another week for Winfrey to recover a little right. bit. And he might have been but a little I'm better. But I'm going to our mentality – we would have went down there to win it because some of some of us they would not have beaten us that bad. Some of us were in kindergarten when Cotton Miles went undefeated in 1958. Had probably one of the best teams White Oak ever had. You know, and I we were going to be it. We were going to be the one that replaced that one. That's what I thought in my mind. Well, Ronnie, I don't know. That one was an awful good ball team. Well, I thought I, I mean, once we, we got were awful good. good once we got in there like that, yeah. and I saw what we were doing. But, yeah, I, I, again, that's why this game yeah. tore me up so much. Yeah. I just knew we were gonna, we it, were gonna be in. It would have been a tremendous boost to and have made it to the final game yeah. after two years of not uh, quite no, getting no, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might have been the boost that was required yeah. to win the final yeah. game. Go ahead, yeah. That last ball game when we played Fluggerville, do y'all remember any dis? Coordination or something between the quarterback Mike Barber and the lineman or something. I uh, think you're thinking about the next year, Barber's Hill in Longview. Well, I don't know. I just some no, some of my people saying that they you know say well they you know he got on the lineman or something but not blocking or something and they they said well we just won't block or something. I mean no, no, that, no. that wasn't Mike, Mike no. never said a word. I never would have done. We that. were in good graces yeah, with Barber. We, we, we all got okay, along. I was just. That might well, have been I remember hearing about that was, that was, yeah, falling from that. races with some, his teammates some, yeah, last year. Yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. he'd gone showboat Hollywood or something. i tell you what I remember about Fluterville is that after the game, everybody cried mm-hmm. in the locker room. And I don't mean just, I mean sobbed. It was, it was even then they cried. It was, it was heartbreaking. Crazy. It was heartbreaking. We were all just demolished. Well, like I said, after the third year, I mean, that was our last chance yeah. to do it yeah. being seniors. So everyone, I think, expected to make it to state. Yeah, I, I mean, think I think we actually did think that third time we, to we, in a way, kind of overlooked Pflugerville a little bit, I think. Maybe so. Well, we, and, uh, we were ranked number one in the state, yeah. if that means anything. Yeah. And Sonora was ranked number two, and Pflugerville was right. down eight or nine or something like that. Maybe we did pop a little bit. But um less but prepared and another funny thing about it is that our senior year we were ranked number one in the state and yet White Oak as a city was not on the official state of Texas map. Because there would be letters written into the Dallas Morning News saying, Where is White Oak? It's not on the map. So they added it to the map and the next time the map came out. We weren't even on the state map. So um, I remember when we went to Tampa to play, we stopped at Waco. We ate at a restaurant called the Black Angus. And, and Danny told me, <laughs> we were sitting there, he says, you know, he says, everybody better get their mind on the game. We're not ready to play. And then we got in the bus and we got on about halfway to Temple from Waco. Everybody's needs to get, get quiet now. He says, we're not ready to play. You remember saying that? Okay. I figured I met a wisecrack about the Angus. No, no. <laughs> you you had your mind on the game, but you were saying everybody else didn't have their mind on the game. That's what you you were telling us all and that were around you at that time. So he was all business. Wise before yeah, he was all he was all business uh, at, uh, going. You know, after we ate, at, we stopped there and ate and went on on out. Anybody else have anything? That was, that was a terrible day. Terrible, terrible day. Yeah, but like I said, the three-year record that we compiled was Better, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty, amazing. Pretty something to be yeah. proud of. Something to be proud of. But, it's absolutely you know, right. uh, like I say, this is uh, half a century ago we're talking about. Yeah. Looking backwards is fine and dandy. I'm more of a... Uh, advocate of looking forward. Yeah. I guess, you know, I I, my mom had a saying, my memory basket overfloweth, and I guess <laughs> in my memory overflow, all this stuff about the games that y'all remember just, you know, got lost to me. Or, you know, like
like I say, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Well, it, if something we say here today, if that inspires the Roughnecks to win one ball game, it's been worth the way I feel. What would y'all say to the, the fellow football players that are going into their senior year? Are there any words? I mean, what would you say? I'd say don't let up. Not for a minute. Don't let up. Don't don't think, hey, I'm tired. I'm going to play this play just a little bit less so I can relax. Don't relax. Don't give up. Well, right. I, I, I'd say, because uh, I, I think back sometimes, I wish I would have did a little bit more uh, off-season. I did lift weights and did did uh, a little bit of running, but a lot more running, you know, yeah. and a little bit better shape, you know, because I see that, you know, speed and, and strength is that's that's where a lot of wins a lot of games, you know. And endurance. You know, <laughs> Extra effort. Sitting around, you know, eating ice cream during the summer and <laughs> all I did was go fishing, so <laughs> I didn't do a whole lot of I did a little bit of white room and stuff, but uh, I didn't do as much. I wish I would have done a lot more. Cause you can't do, you can't take it back once you once you graduate you can't you wish man if I had to do it over with I would have I would have pumped I I would have been Mr. Joe you know stud but James I'd say go out there do the best you can give a hundred percent and don't let up in the words of the coach down in Austin keep your foot on the gas and keep it down to the floor and also enjoy yourself because you're never going to come this way again. Have fun. Yep, yeah. and, and just always remember, there's roughnecks. There's always going to be roughnecks. It doesn't matter if they're 95 years old, but they're watching you. Mm -hmm. And you better uphold what they've done in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010 to 20 mm -hmm. and on. Mr. All-State Linebacker? I'm going to quote Bob Dylan. Don't follow leaders, beware of parking meters. <laughs> but you know, I've spent the rest of my life in the counterculture, so. Well, I, I want to repeat what Marcus said. Um, I loved playing football. I mean, I just loved just the pleasure of the game. We played 80 times more football out on every base's front yard. And up in the upper field, play no pads, tackle football mm -hmm. up there, and I love that. So was violence. It, it, it yep. was almost as violent. I did it when I was at UT. We played no pads, tackle football on Sunday afternoon on the freshman field down there. So I just loved the game. So part of it is, is just enjoy it, because yeah. you're never enjoy gonna get it, it again. Yeah. Do it for yourself it and enjoy it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy it, then go find something you do enjoy I and do that. Right. Like fishing. So. <laughs> uh, I got one more thing to say. Paul has asked me to be co-host with him on other podcasts, and I'm going to do it. And, you know. There you go. Right for the job. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate it. Walking encyclopedia wide open. Uh, oh, yeah. Doing wide oak, that's the man. Oh yeah, it's just thinking, wide oak. I was thinking you was doing other thing, but I never just doing even retain any of these facts because I had the encyclopedia. Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I hated that uh, Winford wasn't here because yeah. he, he had to go to graduation. Joe had to go to graduation. Buddy Coker is out with his children, and he's getting ready to celebrate. Y'all, can y'all believe this, Buddy and Donna? 50 years of marriage in September, yeah. so we're all going to, not only are we going to celebrate our 50th year that we didn't get to, but we're going to celebrate theirs, and he said they're going to be in uh, Missouri, and then they're going to come here to the homecoming, but anyway, I, I, you know, I've been blessed this year because I've got to be with this one, this one, and this one two times and then that one once so I, I have really been blessed you know mm -hmm. getting with my old friends and then there were years and years and years that I didn't come to homecomings back at Wild Oak I was living in Denver or living in Kentucky or whoever but uh, I was at the last one and I'm going to be at this one for sure I'm just gonna I enjoy so much getting back together seeing yeah. you guys that 
Yeah, and the, here's the thing. It's like I didn't go to homecoming. I moved to Louisiana, and I didn't go to homecoming for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. I was gone, and I just, you know, I could have came, but I was busy working. But now I can, you know, I'm retired, so I can. Uh-huh. And that made my day when I saw Jimmy Williams. And I hadn't seen him since we was playing tennis together yeah. when we were seniors up there. And standing beside him and not knowing who he was, yeah, you know, yeah. and then meeting him and, hey, man, I can't believe I don't even know you. And if I – he would have died and I would never – you know, I want yeah. to see the people, some people in our class that I've that we had hadn't seen. seen. Again, I appreciate everybody naming and uh, I really look forward to September the 17th and mm-hmm. the 18th. And, uh, They'll be here before we know it. It sure will. It will. Right. Any last words before we go? Y'all, any last words before we shut the podcast out? Anyone want to say anything, one last thing at all? Another thing. Just, just for historical reference, Marcus has mentioned some of the old White Oak teams, and we've talked about Coach Bratton. Coach Bratton is a White Oak grad. Yeah. Back in 55. 55, I believe. Yeah. And my oldest brother was a White Oak grad yeah. in 56. And and he was a football player in '56, um, so there's. Are you talking about Milton? Milton. Okay, mm-hmm. we've had so many White Oak Roughnecks who have died in accidents, like Milton, Roy Bruce, Pat Stites, and I can't. Coach th- Tommy and his wife. Yeah, Coach mm-hmm. Atkins oh and Miss Atkins, and then my cousin Lewis got killed on a motorcycle. So we had a lot of Lewis Roughnecks to to go, you know, in an unusual way like that. There's a history there. It's yes. All right. Yes. Well, Did I, get I appreciate all you guys yeah. sitting down talking with me. It was interesting. Episode three is Ron, in the books. 1970 Ron, semifinalist team. Thank you guys so much. Roll, Roughnecks, roll.